Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Smaowong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Our guest today is Jen Spencer, VP of Sales and Marketing at Smartbug Media, where she leads the sales, marketing, and brand strategy. Throughout her career, she's built many sales enablement programs from scratch, and so we're really excited to have her here with us on this podcast. Jen, I'm so glad that you're here. You have a ton of experience in the space, coming from companies that have served the sales enablement space, and also simply being a VP of Sales and Marketing, which really kind of is at that intersection for sales enablement. So as you know, we've seen an increased visibility and necessity for sales enablement, and I think that it's a growing trend that we've both been watching over the last few years. Do you see this momentum continuing, and where do you see things going in the future for the discipline of sales enablement? I definitely think this the momentum is continuing for sales enablement. I think one of the biggest challenges that I'm seeing or hearing from companies is where does that function live? And does it is it something that's a part of sales function, the marketing function, or is it its own standalone function inside of an organization, kind of as part of revenue operations as a whole? And I feel like people seem to get kind of stuck there. Um on like where it should live within an organization versus just kind of doing and just you know getting getting you know, just getting some of it some of it done, um, but it but it is really critical because of the way that customers are buying because of the way customers are consuming information, um, and also because we because of because of that um, and because of how easy it is for customers to get access to information, making sure that if you're a sales rep, you have to be able to add value to the experience that the customer is already having on their own. And it used to be that a lot of information was secret and hidden from customers and then sales would reveal it. And that's just not the case anymore. So now what are we doing to enable sales reps to meet the customer where he or she is and then actually move them forward, help move them forward in the process. So I think that's where a lot of like the, the needs around sales enablement are coming from. That and especially in the technology space, when you're selling a really complex product or a service, um, uh, there's, there's an increased need for sales enablement material to but help, you know, for for sales teams and marketing teams to help buyers get the right information that makes sense to, to, to them. Yeah, no, that that's phenomenal. So there's two things, actually, I'd love to kind of deviate already sure. away from the questions a little bit. Um, just given your role that you oversee sales and marketing, I'd love for you to play devil's advocate on both sides as to where sales enablement should report into, because that is a question we get a lot too. What does the ideal sales org structure look like or sales enablement org structure look like? Um, I'd love to hear from your perspective, maybe, you know, take the position on of both, like what are the pros and cons for having it on the sales side of the house versus marketing and vice versa? So I think the pro of having it live in sales is that your sales leadership and the sales teams are going to, they're going to have customer conversations at the forefront of their mind. They're, you know, there you could you could grab any sales leader or an individual contributor right now, and they're going to be able to tell you in great detail about the conversation that they just had with this potential customer. 
And that's invaluable. So if you have access to that kind of information, then you can easily identify and prioritize what types of enablement materials or tools are going to be most beneficial for helping you and your team achieve your goals, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, we want to help people, but we also we want to help people spend their money with us, right? <laughs> so our children are trying to sell something. Um, so I think that's kind of the, that's the, probably the only benefit of it living in sales, if I'm being honest. Like it's, it's that you're so close to that pain um, and so you, you, you're experiencing it firsthand. The, be- the benefit of it living in marketing is that it, in marketing, you are crafting the message, you are creating demand. Now, okay, marketing organizations are different. So like, let's say in like a modern marketing organization, you're crafting a message, you're creating demand, you're um, sharing, you're positioning your company as a thought leader, you're sharing materials and messages with your customers, adding on the role of sales enablement is a very natural extension of what you're already doing. It's the next step in that customer's buying journey. And there's a lot that kind of, I think, um, straddles, you know, demand generation and sales enablement. So it just, there's some blurred lines there. The problem with it living in marketing is if the marketing team doesn't really have access to those data points that I mentioned that are critical for sales, right? If they don't really understand what the sales culture is like, what the sales process is like, the types of, you know, situations that a, um, that the sales team is running up against, if they don't have access to that or they don't have an interest in it for some reason, then it's not going to work to have sales enablement live, live in marketing. So I was always the kind of, I've always been the kind of leader who, even like with my marketing brain, listening to call recording, like clicking on like my favorite button to click on inside of a tool like Gong is questions that the um, customer was asking. Because from that, oh my gosh, like I think about all of the, first of all, those are keywords I should be, you know, building for from a demand gen, from an inbound marketing perspective. But then these are also, how can I help my sales team get ahead of these questions by creating sales enablement material for, you know, for them so that we can address any of those questions that our prospects are having head on and then leave time during the discovery call for more in-depth business discovery. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, I think that jumps down a couple of questions, but um, really, I mean, I think that's great advice on how to help kind of bridge that gap between sales and, and marketing. And I think sales enablement is absolutely key to that. Um, is there any other advice that you'd have along the same lines um, uh, between a, a better alignment between sales and marketing via sales enablement that you might have for or- organizations? Any advice you might have? I mean, communication is the biggest thing and it just sounds so, you know, just sounds so generic. Uh, but if you're not in a role where I am, where you kind of have one foot inside of each uh, each department, then you you have to have really, you have to have that really tight communication and, and rapport. Um, and I, I've, I've had that. I've been in an organization where I was the marketing leader and I worked collaboratively with a sales leader. And so I know exactly what that feels like. And our offices were 
this was the day of like no office, no open plans. This was like the day of like true offices. Um, but our offices were right next door to each other. We could like hear each other through the thin walls. Uh, but, but, but that worked so, so well because it was constant like ping pong back and forth. Um, even today, like in my, my role I have now, I'm, I work with a client services leader who's on the delivery team, right? Runs the delivery team. And we are back and forth all the time, like multiple times a day. So you have to have that kind of, that level of communication and trust. And I think my biggest piece of advice is to get to know each other as human beings, because there's a difference between somebody who you can, like, can be real with and you can grab coffee with or you uh, drink with and you want to sit and eat lunch with and you're going to be honest with that person versus somebody who you're meeting with once a week or once a month or whatever it is because it's been dictated by the CEO and it's in your job description. So I know not, you don't want to say like, oh, everyone has to be friends, but it does work a lot better if you like each other and if you invest in that personal kind of relationship together. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can 100% relate to that just with my own experience. Um, Going back to kind of the the question around where sales enablement should report into, I'm sure you've also heard this, um, having kind of been in our space for a while, but a lot of sales enablement practitioners are now making the case that they should report directly into the C-suite. So a lot are making the case that they should be reporting into a C-level executive, whether it's a CEO or COO. Um, I am curious from you if you think that that is the right level for sales enablement practitioners to be reporting into, given the maturity of the market today. I think if somebody, I think if a, if in an organization the sales enablement function needs to report up to the C-suite, then I would, my gut says that there's something broken between sales and marketing. So I, I can see why in an organization it might make the most sense. It might be necessary, but I think it's a symptom of a larger issue. Gotcha. That makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Ton of sense. Um, I think the other thing that we hear um, from a lot of sales enablement practitioners, I'm sure you have too, is that um, they struggle to get buy-in, particularly executive buy-in, to a lot of their initiatives. Um, do you have any advice for sales enablement practi- professionals that are trying to seek buy-in from a VP of sales or VP of marketing or how they should go about doing that? Use data. I mean, that's, that's really it because Um, Anytime you're asking for some kind of investment of time or resources, you have to be able to say, you know, what is the, like, what's the potential ROI? So use data that you have to show things that your team cares about. So most organizations care about deal velocity. How can we shorten the sales cycle? They care about um, higher, you know, higher average deal size, right? They, you know, care about um, like how many resources did it take to acquire? Like what was the, you know, uh, what was the, the, the acquisition cost of this customer? So those are the metrics. If, if those are the metrics that your organization lives and breathes by, and I, I would almost guarantee that those metrics are in any spreadsheet on any sales or marketing leader's computer across um, the, the, the software space. Um, so you have to speak that language. So if you, if you have no, nothing, then you have to try like a very small test, like a very small pilot group, even if you're just grabbing one or two reps and you're doing it in addition to your regular job, you know, you're doing it kind of like, it's, 
and on the fly, you're, you're working kind of extra hours, what, doing whatever you need to do to get it done to be able to collect enough data to be able to then go and use that to share your, your compelling story. Um, I think if you try to request resources without having data, you're going to be shot. I mean, listen, if I was the C, I would, if I was the CEO, I would shoot you down. You know, I want to see, okay, you're asking me to deviate from what is our normal process and what our normal budget is. I have to see compelling proof as to why this is going to be effective. Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.